0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast today. We are in Matthew chapter 9 at the end of the chapter, and we're going to look at four verses today. These are four loaded verses. And beginning with verse 35, it says this, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now, these verses right here really give us insight into what it is (coughs) that Jesus was doing, okay? Uh, Again, I've mentioned this many times before, but sometimes if you ask people, well, what did Jesus teach? What did he preach? Quite often they'll say something along the line of uh, his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what you see in 1 Corinthians 15 about the gospel and what it is, and that is the good news, the good news of what he did. But that's not what Jesus was teaching and preaching prior to it happening, now, in the last days of his time here on earth, he did tell his disciples, "Hey, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die, but then I'll, you know, I'll rise again after the third day." But here we see what he's doing. We're told point blank that he's going from cities to villages, just from town to town to town, and he's teaching in their synagogues. Well, what would he be teaching? Well, you actually have accounts where he goes into his, like his home synagogue, his hometown and they hand him the scroll of Isaiah. So he's teaching uh, the Bible. He's teaching the Torah, the Old Testament. He's teaching and he's proclaiming the gospel, the good news about the kingdom, the king's domain, the sovereignty of the Most High God. But then he's also doing this. He's healing every kind of disease every kind of sickness. And you know, quite often we sit there and say, well, is sickness and disease the uh, same kind of thing? Uh, yes and no, but that word for sickness is really interesting. It's the, uh, a Greek word, uh, malakia. And it means uh, like a, an infirmity, a, de- a debilitating type of thing, yes. But it literally means soft, a softness, a disease. In other words, it's something that's not as strong as it should be. When it refers to men, it is characterized by a delicacy, effeminacy. That's interesting, isn't it? So, Jesus heals every kind of disease, and that Greek word there for disease means disease <laughs> and sickness, it means a malady, okay, the same type of thing. But every kind of disease and every kind of sickness, a softness and an infirmity, he healed every kind of these things. But watch verse 36. It says this, "...seeing the people, Jesus felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd." If you remember in verse 34, the last verse we left off before, we saw that the Pharisees were accusing Jesus of being able to cast out demons by the ruler of demons. Well, how, do you, how do you think that would impact the people? And how do you think that mindset would impact the people? That mindset that they'd been under for years and years, generations and generations. Well, I think we see it right here. Jesus sees the people, the crowds, and he felt compassion for them. Why? Because they were distressed. That word literally means harassed. They were harassed. Well, what's harassing them? Who what is harassing them? Their religious rulership is harassing them. The demonic powers and the powers of evil are harassing them. And their leadership are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's the whole point of this right here. They were sheep without a shepherd. So they're being harassed. Jesus had compassion for them, for that. And they were dispirited. And that word literally means thrown down, dispirited. Their spirit is being thrown down. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Literally, sheep not having a shepherd. Those that were supposed to shepherd them in the ways of the Lord and within the ways of the kingdom are sitting there blaming Jesus, saying, Oh, he's casting out demons because he's doing it by the power and the ruler of the demons. And so the people have been undergoing this literally for hundreds of years, folks, and Jesus felt compassion for them. Let me tell you, I believe this is how we're supposed to be as the body of Christ. If we are living things, if we're doing things in the kingdom and by the Spirit in the way that we're supposed to, the Lord will do this. We're not going to whip up compassion for things the compassion of the Most High God will be on us within that arena where the Lord wants us to function and where He wants to use us. So one individual might have compassion within one arena, another within another one. But you're going to feel compassion for these folks because they are sheep without a shepherd. They are distressed, okay? They are harassed. They are dispirited. They have been cast down and thrown down. But look what Jesus says in these last two verses. Verse 37 of Matthew 9. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. You know he's driving a home harvest. What he says, harvest uh, three times right here in two verses. He's letting them know Okay, that the work is great right here, but that the workers are few. Oh, there's a lot of people that'll be busy with things. Okay, you can get people to be busy. There's a lot of people who will rally around great and wonderful things. It's real easy to get people to rally around things and to get them involved with the project and to do this and to do that. But where are the true workers of the harvest? Where are the true ones that are moving in the compassion and power? of the Most High God. See, that is a biggie, biggie, biggie that I know I say all the time, but it's just true, folks. We sit here as the body of Christ, and we know we're supposed to be doing this or doing that. We want to do things for the kingdom, but we flat out refuse to do it the way that God shows us in His Word of how we're supposed to live and what we're supposed to be doing. And we sit around and come up with great ideas and do all this wonderful stuff, and it's absolutely powerless because God's not in it. We'll say, oh, but we're going out, we're, we're, we're going into the harvest, we're going out there, we're working, we're trying to, we're trying to talk people into coming to our church. <laughs> yeah, you don't see that anywhere in the Scripture. What you see is that people come and they proclaim the gospel of the good news that there's somebody who has come that will forgive you of your sins. And not only that, he will move in power in your life and transform you We see Jesus healing people, every kind of disease, every kind of sickness. We see Jesus setting the captive free. We see later on that his disciples are doing the same thing. And he says over in John 17, uh, well, 14 through 17, that you know what? These very same things that you will do too. Are we doing these things? Folks, the harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. The true workers, the true empowered by the Holy Spirit workers are few. So what do we need to do? We need to be seeking the Lord and searching the Lord of the harvest to send out the workers into the harvest. Literally what Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, Lord, here I am. Send me. May that be our desire by the power of the Lord. Well, Father, I thank you for that. Do it, do it, do it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.